Uh, all right, so you have the notes now. Scroll down a little bit. See my handy little table here? Look at that. Ah. Uh, fancy or what? Look at that. <laughs> okay, I can work with that. That means I don't necessarily need this tab open on my computer because I had the I had the teams pulled up. Okay, yeah. And then I just had like the prospects pulled up because there was a reason I well <laughs> I'm gonna put reason in air quotations that you can see. <laughs> why I picked that person. I don't. The reason, yeah, there's no reason behind any of this. Um, but with that said, let's do it. <laughs> Two best of friends. You think we're still going to hang out after what you just did to me? You are lying. I want that on record that you're done. Who think they know football? I will not listen to any slander against the great name of Ezekiel Elliott. I think you're an idiot. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. I look like I normally do. I'm a freaking moron. Let's be real, Fitzpatrick is a beautiful man. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We don't do smart here. It's a multi-dollar production, I'll say that. The 2M Football Show starts now. Okay, we're recording again. Hey, Matt. Hi. Long time, long time no see on I, Skype. Tw- twice in one day is too much. <laughs> I, I agree, so let's keep this short. Um, yeah, so just a couple hours after we finished recording our, our mock draft, the news finally broke that we've been waiting for for months now. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. What? We knew it was a matter of when, not if. And, uh, of course, it happened between the time of our, our, like, right after we stopped recording. Of course. Like, if it was ever going to happen, that's when it's going to happen. Yes. We should have known. I think we, I think somehow we made it happen by recording at a reasonable time for once on this Monday, April 24th. (laughs) So, I'm just going to insert this clip at the top of the podcast. Um, The nice thing is I don't think it changes the draft picks since they're so okay so let's get into what the trade actually is all right so the jets get aaron Rodgers, of course no way is that what this was about (laughs) what happened to brett Favre? it was really all about getting their 15th overall pick this year (laughs) so they're doing a pick swap in the first round the packers get the jets 13th overall pick and the jets uh go down to 15 they'd get the packers first round pick this year um, so on the Packers side, they get the Jets first round pick because they swapped to move up two places. Cool. They get the Jets second round pick this year, which is a high second rounder, 42nd overall. Um, the Jets sixth round pick this year and a conditional 2024 pick as uh, a second round pick that becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of plays this season. And that seems like almost a, a certainty unless he gets injured or something or decides to call it quits midseason. Or they bench him. Yeah, or if they bench him, <laughs> just to keep him under that 65% of snaps threshold. <laughs> and that was a joke. I made that clear after that. I said that was oh. a complete joke, by the way. No, I like it, though. But, yeah, so essentially, yeah, so essentially a first-round pick next year, too. Um. And, yeah, I guess that's about it. We'll talk more in depth about his legacy in Green Bay and stuff like that next time. 
Oh, um, I, you're going to have a whole page of that, so I'm going to make sure I have some new apps on my phone. I feel like I uh, I got to process it a little bit, because even though we've all been waiting for and in a lot of cases hoping for and expecting this, now that it's happened and it's final, it's, it's uh, yeah, like I said, just need to process it a little bit. <laughs> I'm done. Let's go. Let's go, love. You gave us a lot of good uh, good memories in Green Bay. Yeah, like a lot of wins, but not a lot of Super Bowls. As many as Farb. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm all aboard. I'm all aboard the love wagon. Oh, I agree. And this just reinforces what I said earlier about the better draft a receiver. <laughs> and it, I think it still makes – yeah. So at least for me, it doesn't change who they pick. They just swap from the 13th pick and 15th. Um, they swap now. So the Packers are drafting 13. The Jets are at 15. Yeah, I agree. All right. I don't have any changes. So with that little disclaimer, I'm not going to go in and edit that part of the audio. It's still going to sound like Jets are 13, Packers are 15, but just know that they're swapped, <laughs> even though the players remain the same. I don't have the ability to deal with Mike for another hour long recording to redo <laughs> all that. Actually, this changes all the picks from there on out, so we have to redo it. <laughs> since you edit the audio, you can record your half and just splice it with mine. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Thank you for getting on the call with me two times in one day at that 2M football record. I am going to go make a drink now. <laughs> right there with you. Commence stupidity in three, two, one. And welcome in to the latest episode of the 2M football show. With you here, as always, I'm Mike and Matt, and it is draft week. We're just three days away, Matt. The iconic chimes of the NFL drafts and the annual tradition of heavily booing Commissioner Roger Goodell as each pick is announced. Um, I'm actually really excited about this. I haven't felt this way about football since probably week 18 when the Packers soul-crushing loss to the Lions that knocked them out of playoff contention. (laughs) That was the last time I felt genuine football excitement, but it's back. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm. It's it's that time when the chaos begins, right before. It's it's amazing because you have like the the week or so after the postseason or the Super Bowl ends, right? Like with Black Monday and all that stuff, mm-hmm. like where these teams go through this massive trade or this massive like staffing change almost. Then there's a little bit of calm, and then, bam, free agency opens up, and chaos ensues for a couple of weeks. And it's like they purposely wait for something to die down because then all of a sudden, here we are now getting ready for the draft. Arguably the biggest crapshoot that there is in football because (laughs) people are paid more money than we may ever make in our lives to analyze these these people and yet only a small percentage of those that will get taken this year will go on to become household names yeah that's so true and um sorry i completely lost my train of thought uh yeah i like how you put that though it would be fun to do a study of like what percentage of first round picks actually like get a second contract for the team that drafted them or actually become or are still in the nfl after five years yeah yeah, um, but that's all part of the fun, part of the drama. Um, also, Matt, you better check your accuracy stat because smoke screen season is in full effect. 
Is this what you've been waiting to tell me? No, there's a better one. I got a bunch of Oh, okay. I was going to say, that was a lot of build-up for a lot of disappointment. Just wait. Just wait. Oh, it gets worse? It gets better. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that is what it will be the main focus of today's episode. Um, Before we do get into draft stuff, some news and notes. Uh, But once we get through that, we will do our official show mock draft. And uh, so with that said, let's get into the news. Matt, have you heard about the USFL? I wanted to say something, but I'm going to save you the censorship part of it. But no, go on. Do tell. Well, okay. Well, it's another one of these spring football leagues um, that's popping up and is playing right now. And there's a team in this league called the Houston Gamblers. I kind of like where this is going. I feel like it should be the Las Vegas Gamblers, but that's okay. No, no. It should really be the Detroit Gamblers because three players on the Lions were suspended this week for placing bets on non-NFL games from inside team facilities. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That was insane. And when I saw that news, that affected like how I figured that Detroit was going to take the draft this year. It's so weird. But how That's, insane is that? I mean, I don't know. It's so weird with this whole gambling I don't, I don't situation. That. I don't I don't care about that part that much. That was the joke I was setting up and texting you about. Houston gamblers, they should really be called, move to Detroit. <laughs> Become the Detroit gamblers, because they got some. Stop. Just stop. Right, Just fine. <laughs> was that worse than the smokescreen joke? <laughs> I don't know what I hate you more for. Uh, it, it is notable, though, because Jamison Williams is one of the players involved who was their, the Lions' first-round pick uh, wide receiver last year. He'll miss six games. Uh, for some reason, though, and much more importantly to this show, <laughs> Quintez Cephas right? given an indefinite suspension, which I just want to say is outrageous, it's unfair, and it's all Obi-Wan's fault. <laughs> I swear to God, you're going to do the rest of the show yourself. I'm going to email you my notes. Master Cephas, the sports betting websites are everywhere. What are we going to do? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anyway, he's been released and is indefinitely suspended from the league. So probably a career-ending uh, mistake he made. <laughs> and the team... I don't even know what the details of it are, but I, I don't know. I feel like it depends on the betting, I guess. I have no freaking clue. Yeah, it's weird because it's different from the Calvin Ridley situation where he was actually betting on an NFL team, his NFL team, the Falcons. They were betting on non-NFL games, but they were they did it from inside team facilities, which is prohibited under the rules, and that, so that's why. But so it's whatever. Um, and it wasn't just players; the team also quote parted ways <laughs> with several staffing staff members across multiple departments of the organization for violating the gambling policy too. So. Don't gamble around Dan Campbell. Oh. <laughs> okay, if we don't have to call them the Detroit Gamblers, we'll call them the Detroit Camblers. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. Really? That was the worst one of them all. Okay. Um, <laughs> Why do you think I gave it to you? <laughs> all right. A couple other real news items is Jalen Hurts got a five-year, $255 million extension. 179 million of that is guaranteed and it has a no trade clause. So he is secure in his job in Philly for the foreseeable future. Um, 
And they did it a year before uh, the final year of his rookie deal without getting into this weird state um, where they would have more complicated negotiations. <clears throat> Ravens. <laughs> Speaking of whom, they there was a report that they offered Lamar Jackson a deal uh, with $200 million in guarantees. But you never know with these things that get leaked out to the, the public. And like I said. Especially this week. Smokescreen season. Yep. The uh, Allen Robinson for the second offseason in a row is on the move. He has been traded after a disastrous year with the Rams uh, to the Steelers. I don't know if I call it disastrous. I just say I wish I don't know. I don't know whose fault it was, but I feel like he should have been utilized way more. And it yeah. he just wasn't. I just he should have been a bigger part of that offense. And I think that would have made a difference. Right, it was weird. I'm not saying it was all his fault, but it, yeah, it was. A, you said it's all his fault. I said it was a disaster of a season. Not that he, as a human being, is a disaster. <laughs> well, we easy there at the personal attacks there, Stephen A. Smith. In any case, he's a, he's a Stealer now. Uh, the team's also this, the deal included a seventh round draft pick swap, and the Rams are still paying most of his salary this year. The Steelers will pay just five million dollars of his salary, um, but the Rams do save a little bit of money. And this comes just a year after they signed him to a three-year, $45 million deal, million dollar deal. I mean, every time I see that stuff, it just makes me laugh when they had the meeting, I think, with the owners about just kind of throwing money around with these yeah. long-term mm-hmm. deals. And it just looks like it means nothing. <laughs> but then I just don't understand what teams think because they still have to pay that salary. That's still dead cap money. Right, right. So I don't know. Maybe they're hoping with a rookie deal that's only, you know, several hundred thousand dollars, maybe that they're going to eke out on that one. But you still got to pay that cap back. So I just I just don't understand it. Yeah. That's why I'm not a GM. Well, getting things wrong doesn't exclude you from being a GM <laughs> because <laughs> they do it all the time. Atlanta have signed uh, Bud Dupree to a one year, five million dollar deal. And uh, kind of quietly, the Falcons have really added a lot of pieces to their defense this offseason. They brought in veterans like Calais Campbell on the line and Jesse Bates at, at safety, uh, both of whom have been starters, uh, you know, in their respective teams for the last few years. And they brought in a bunch of other guys whose names I didn't recognize. But, hey, they're making some moves. They might not even need the defensive mastermind Dan Quinn anymore at this point. I know that that was targeted, and I'm ignoring it. Okay. Just checking. Teams have apparently been calling uh, the 49ers about Trey Lance's ability. Uh, obviously, he was the their number three overall pick two years ago, but in those two years, he's only played two games due to one being on the bench behind Jimmy Garoppolo, and then last year when he was supposed to start getting injured in week two and missing the entire season. Meanwhile, Brock Purdy, the last, the very last pick of last year's draft, did a great job for this team. He led them through the end of the regular season and into the playoffs until an injury forced him out. And uh, it gets juicier because the Vikings are apparently a team that inquired about Lance, which makes sense. because oh, I feel like that would be a bad move. I don't know. I don't trust his stability right now. Like, yeah, I get last season he was hurt, but... Well, and then his rookie season, he didn't even play. This guy has 
thrown like 20 NFL passes. <laughs> it's, it's weird. And you're going to take an offense that's been decent. The Vikings have had defensive issues, but I don't put a lot of issues on their offense necessarily. They've got great talent on there, and they've got stability at quarterback. Granted, Kirk Cousins is never one of the top 10 that we talk about, but he's very rarely injured and hurt, doesn't miss games, and he's pretty solid with the ball. But I guess that's where you have to look at being, you know, do you listen to the fans who, for some reason, still don't like him? They they have always hated him. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, so that'll be interesting to see because they they have said, the Niners have said that it'll be a quarterback competition, I think, right, between Lance and Purdy. and Sam Darnold. Can't forget about him. <laughs> no, we can. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we will see. Let's take a quick break and come back with our mock draft. And we're back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 2M Football here, Mike and Matt, with our mock draft. And the first thing I noticed when I was looking up the draft order is that there are only Uh-oh. 31 picks. I'm like, is that a mistake? <laughs> Am I not? Okay, glad. I'm glad it's not just me who panicked. I was like, did we lose an NFL team? <laughs> There's 32. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like another page that's not loading here. What's going on? But uh, that is correct, actually, because the Dolphins don't have a first round pick this year. They had it taken away uh, for violating the integrity of the game. <laughs> and this is all goes back to a couple years ago when Brady first left the uh, Patriots. There was some illegal tampering going on from people in the Dolphins organization. A similar thing with Sean Payton. And that basically means they went through unofficial channels in communicating with them about a potential signing or joining the team. And for that. So what you're saying is you can't can't send them an Instagram DM. (laughs) Yeah, don't slide into the DMs. uh, Or at least if you do, don't get caught. So that is why there are only 31 picks in the first round. The Dolphins don't have one. So with that being said, Matt, I'll let you go first. The Panthers are on the clock. Who do they take? Uh, I feel like this is the most obvious choice. But again, I have been proven a terrible track record when it comes to figuring out these drafts. But I have Bryce Young, quarterback out of Alabama, going to uh, the Panthers to address some of their issues there. Yep, that's what I have, too. It's, it, this is the one pick that seems... I mean, you never want to say that it's set in stone because anything can happen. But they traded up to number one for a reason. They wanted to get their guy. Young is, is widely regarded as the top uh, QB prospect in this draft. So it only My makes only sense. concern is he's five foot ten. That It was between him and C.J. Stroud going just because I was looking at the height differences. Yeah, right. That is the, the big talking point. He's... He's short and he's like scrawny too, apparently. Um, but I'm hoping that he can use his legs and give them, give uh, give the team that type of advantage with with his feet. Yeah, and his college tape and his career success at Alabama kind of speaks for itself in a way. Uh, so that's what I have as well. Panthers with the number one pick take Bryce Young, which means the Texans are on the clock. And uh, I'm hearing a lot of buzz that they're not sold on a quarterback, might go for a defensive player. But I just, I don't really buy that. I I feel like at two, they're either going to trade down or take a quarterback. And I think quarterback makes sense. And at least in my own personal 
rankings, if you will. Uh, I've got C.J. Stroud uh, from Ohio State going to the Texans. No, this isn't looking good because I, too, went with C.J. Stroud. Don't worry. It's about to get crazy. I think this is where it goes off because I took a big mm-hmm. leap on, on, on the third pick. Well, yeah, and we mentioned we talked about how do you predict a trade. This third pick from the Cardinals seemed primed for a trade because there are a bunch of the, the Cardinals don't need a quarterback. They have Kyler Murray on a new contract, uh, but a bunch of teams right below them do. The Colts need a quarterback. The Raiders need a quarterback. You could argue that the Titans, Falcons are teams that have been uh, talked about, but I think. For the purposes of this mock, I'm just going to assume that the Cardinals do make their own pick. Is that what you did? Yeah, that's kind of the way I thought, too, because I, I I agree with the fact that this this spot um, may be above everything else in the first round is the spot, except maybe maybe the 10th. The Eagles trade away their 10th overall pick sure. for something yeah. um, would be my top two positions for a trade to happen. But, yeah, this third spot is going to be prime for a potentially quarterback-hungry uh, team. But, yes, I kind of right. went with, let's make the assumption that the Cardinals stay and they take a player. Yep. So who do you and have them taking? I went really wide out here, and I had them taking a wide receiver and Quinton Johnson. Okay. Six foot three, 208 pounds, one of the bigger built wide receivers on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, as as just to try to gain some more, more offense of offensive firepower for, for that to help Kyler Murray out. Cool. Yeah. There are trade rumors about DeAndre Hopkins leaving the team. If that happens, they'll be then left. They're going to need some way. So Just I'm kind of banking that Hopkins becomes maybe part of that day trade. Yeah. Interesting. There were, it was two wide receivers that moved last year during the draft. And they were high profile too. It wasn't just yeah. some, you know, secondary <laughs> receiver. So if there was going to be a name to get thrown around, Hopkins does make sense. So I feel like Quentin Johnson to replace Hopkins isn't, you know, a tit for tat sort of trade, but he um, metrics wise looks to be one of the better wide receivers. Cool. Yeah. I hope you're wrong because of where I have him going a little bit later, but we'll get to that in a minute. I have the Cardinals going to the defensive side of the ball and taking Will Anderson Jr., edge rusher from Alabama. I, I mean, they've got plenty of holes in the roster. That's, there's a reason they're picking third. Um, so they could certainly do with adding a dynamic wide receiver, like you say. Uh, I have them going defense and going with Will Anderson. My first defensive player goes in the fifth. <clears throat> Then maybe we're in agreement on this next guy, uh, this next team. The Colts are picking fourth. Uh, they are one of the quarterback desperate teams, in my opinion, and I have them taking Will Levis out of Kentucky. Right position, wrong player. Interesting. All right. Who do you have him going with? Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Six foot four, 244 pounder. Uh, he's a little bit bigger than, uh, than Will Levis, but... I feel like with, for some reason, that offensive line took a massive step back. And I feel like a bigger-built quarterback to handle while they figure out whatever the hell's going on with that line is going to be necessary. I sort of look at him with that size of, like, Big Ben. Sure, yeah, except he can move, unlike unlike Ben. <laughs> unlike Ben, right? Yeah. We just have to make the assumption that all these quarterbacks going forward will be able to move. I really think the pocket passers are kind of going to be fewer and far between. Yeah. 
Mac Jones is the first one that comes to mind. Uh, but he hasn't been particularly successful. No, but it's point. also that system. That system yeah. isn't really yeah. made for mobile quarterbacks. All right, picking fifth, we have the Seahawks. Uh, and I, uh, Yeah, who have this pick from the Broncos as part of the Russell Wilson trade. The Seahawks, you said you have them going defense, right? Yes. So do I. They they don't really – they don't have an urgent need to address quarterback. They re-signed Geno Smith to an extension after he was actually really good for them last year. Uh, so who do you have them going with? I have them taking the edge rusher, Will Anderson. Okay, gotcha. Yep, makes sense. Uh, since he's off the board for me, I've been going with Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle from Georgia. Both of these guys just seem like classic Seahawks, Pete Carroll, you know, ground and pound, play good defense kind of guys uh, that would help them uh, kind of get back to that. Picking sixth is the Lions, who have this pick uh, courtesy of the Rams. Was this from the Stafford deal? I forget. Might have been. <clears throat> the Stafford golf trade, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the Lions are picking sixth. I have them taking a cornerback named Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. They need help all over the defense, really, but at in the secondary in particular, after they, they gave up on Jeff Okuda, your former prove-it player, he was a first-round corner they took several years ago that hasn't panned out. They traded him away, and so I think they try to bring in his, uh, hopefully, a replacement for Darius Slay that they're still trying to find. I have him going on the other side of the ball. I have him drafting an offensive player, and I'm trying to think, like, randomly out of the box because that's kind of how these teams go. Yeah, like, that's true. We have what the analysts think based on, you know, whatever their reasons are, but the team GMs are – everyone's doing the, completely their own thing. <laughs> so I decided to just completely throw the script out the window, and I am taking Bijan Robinson running back. Ooh, I like out of Texas. That. Uh, yeah. Being the fact that they just lost a bunch of players, including Quintez Cephas on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, they just traded away Williams in the running back position. I feel right. like oh, they're yeah. going to try to beef up any type of dump in offensive power to compensate for that. I agree that they do need to strengthen some stuff on defense, but the offense just took a pretty big hit. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, and DeAndre Swift has been injury prone and, uh, He's just struggled. And, you know, yeah. Williams came in and dominated, which I was surprised that he wasn't, like, re-signed or given an extension or something. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, and David Montgomery from Chicago. But still, he's he's on his second contract now. They, they need to refresh. He, he's not. I feel play. like that this would become, let's say, let's make the assumption that they take Bijan Robinson. I feel like it's between Swift and Robinson, like, to almost battle it out this year. Sure, yeah. I like that. All right, picking seventh is the Raiders, and uh, who do you have here? I am taking edge rusher Tyree Wilson. Sure. 6'6", 271 pounds, beefy guy. That defense needs help. Yeah. I understand they have quarterback woes, but I don't think Derek Carr was bad, at least in the last couple of seasons, but that defense has just not kept them in games, and they need to start getting pressure and just being disruptive, and that's where a good edge, edge rusher can come in. So once again, we're same side of the ball, different position. I went with cornerback uh, <clears throat> Devin Witherspoon, and I will admit a little bit of bias here. He's from Illinois, U of I. <laughs> yeah, I figured as much. Uh, and I, just because I was curious, U of I, they don't uh, um, 
how do I phrase this? They don't really produce a lot of great NFL talent. <laughs> and so I looked it up. So you're putting him in a top 10 with that track record. Well, hold on. And Nick, if you're listening, Nick will enjoy this as a U of I alum as well. I looked it up. U of I hasn't had a player drafted in the top 10 since 1996. And they actually had two in a row that year. Kevin Hardy, linebacker, was taken second overall by the Jaguars. I admit I didn't know that name, but this one I do. And I bet you will too. Simeon Rice, defensive end. Uh, taken by the Cardinals was three overall that year. Both of those guys from wow. Utah. So if this happens, whether trying to break the, that, break the, uh, break the curse. Right, right. It's been almost 20 years since a Illinois guy has been taken in the top 10. That's so, been most of our lives. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was gonna say how old I was when that happened, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Falcons are next up, and I have them taking uh, the guy you had a couple picks ago, Bijan Robinson. If he is still there at eight, uh, yeah, I think the Falcons will grab him. He's the most exciting running back prospect in, in a while and would be super helpful to this team who's going to be starting Desmond Ritter at quarterback. He's going to need all the you know, gadgets and weapons he can have in that offense. I have them going on the other side, so I'm going defense on this pick. And in a very, we touched on it last week or a couple weeks ago, a very shallow pool of linebackers. I haven't taken Jack Campbell out of Iowa. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Hold on. Let me just write him down. I'm writing all this down so we can compare how bad we are uh, on Thursday. Oh, I'm watching. It's live for me. <laughs> oh, nice. Should be for me, too. I don't know whether it'll be on the big screen or on my phone or maybe just I'll be refreshing Twitter based on the situation, but <laughs> I won't be following along. <laughs> Ninth up is our hometown Chicago Bears, who have this pick uh, from the Panthers. I have them going, uh, bolstering their offensive line with Peter Skoronsky, local kid from Northwestern. He can play um, very versatile. He can play any position really on the line, guard, tackle, even center. And uh, the Bears have done a good job this offseason giving another weapon to, holy crap, what's his name? Justin Fields. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're already embarrassing ourselves with just doing this. Don't make it worse on us. <laughs> so now they need to uh, give him some more protection so that he can actually have time to get the ball to his new toy in uh, DJ Moore. What do you have for the Bears? So I'm going to sneak peek the next one. So I have back-to-back cornerbacks going just a heads up. Oh, fun. Okay. So to the Bears, I have Deontay Banks out of Maryland. Yeah. Uh, Six foot, 197 pounds. Uh, Yeah, I have them bolstering up that that secondary a little bit more. And then... Bears are another team. They have so many holes on this roster. They almost can't make a bad pick here. (laughs) Right. And then I have the Eagles taking Christian Gonzalez. Okay. Yep. Out of Oregon. Cool. Sorry, just writing that down. All right. And yeah, the Eagles with the tenth pick. Um, I have them going on the defense too. I have them taking the Van Ness monster, Lucas Van Ness, uh, defensive end out of Iowa, who's been a productive pass rusher. And good good length and speed. And they lost a couple pieces in uh, this offseason from their defensive line, which was a big strength of the team. It was very deep. And, you know, they were rotating guys in and out all the time. And I think that's a perfect place to kind of slot in a rookie pass rusher. 
Okay, here's where it gets kind of interesting again. Oh. I mean, not that these last picks haven't been, but you know what I mean. This is uh, one of the final teams um, who need a quarterback, in my opinion. The Titans are picking 11th. Uh, there's been a lot of buzz about Tannehill being traded. He's way older than I realized. I didn't think of him as like being towards the end of his career, potentially. But he hasn't been great the last couple seasons, which is not all on him by any stretch. The team has not had receivers and then they went ahead and oh, got rid of shadowing they just got rid of taylor luan to one of their star-studded offensive linemen mm, interesting so you had this guy off the board already but i've been taking anthony richardson uh who to me and from what i've read and and watched he seems like the most raw qb prospect maybe he has the highest ceiling but maybe least prepared to be a, a starter as a rookie and I feel like the Titans are, are set up well to maybe one more year of Tannehill while Richardson learns the offense and adapts to the league and everything, develops on the bench for a year, and then they move on from Tannehill next offseason maybe. So I've been taking Richardson. I'm going to stick to the offense with you, but I have them taken offensive tackle Paris Johnson Jr. Mm-hmm. Mostly because he's out of Ohio State. <laughs> my logic behind that because we all know logic doesn't exist when it comes draft night i was gonna say i mean that's as good a reason as any (laughs) uh the texans are picking 12th this is their second pick of the first round where do you have them going running back rashawn johnson feel like they've had a carousel of running backs and if they're going to have a rookie quarterback they're going to take a rookie running back cool yeah they i have them going offense as well <clears throat> i'm sorry i'm trying to stall because i meant to look up how to say this guy's name because i hope i don't butcher it oh oh you said <laughs> offense right yeah okay because i have somebody on the defense that i picked later on did you say Rashawn Johnson? Sorry, I didn't have him in my list. Yeah. Is that how you spell that? Uh, H-O-N. Thank you. And where is he from? Uh, Texas. Cool. Thank you. Six foot, 219 pounds. Pretty big guy. Yeah, big bruiser. The Garrett Blunt type. Okay, yeah, I have them going receiver here uh, with guy from, hey, oh, another Ohio State guy, Jackson. Smith Nigba. I hope that's how you say that. Um, it, is, it is now. They traded away Brandon Cooks this offseason. They now have approximately zero receivers on the roster. <laughs> so they're a uh, shiny new quarterback that we both have them taking earlier in the first round. We'll need a new weapon. I guess you could make that argument either way. That's that's what I that's the argument I made for Bijan Robinson to the Falcons. Uh, give him a playmaking running back. So uh, just give him something. And with receiver, yeah, please, just, please, just give him something. <laughs> Picking 13th are the Jets, or will it be the Jets? <laughs> oh, you are going to be on this until draft day. Maybe this is where uh, Rodgers gets traded, but no, I have, I have the Jets uh, taking offensive tackle. Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Ooh, right position. I have a different player, Darnell Wright. So close. Yeah, to the extent that uh, I can even do player analysis, offensive line is not one of them. So basically, I just have pencil in generic offensive linemen here. So we're in agreement. (laughs) (laughs) 
One, how many times, too, do they play, like, left tackle in college, and then they're like, nah, you're going to be right guard now. And the yeah. player's like, are you kidding me? Right. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, we don't understand why this guy didn't work out. <laughs> yeah, baffles me, guys. How much are you paid a year? The Patriots are picking next with the 14th pick. I've been taking uh, someone you had earlier, I think, already. Uh, Tyree Wilson, edge rusher out of Texas Tech. Keeping with the theme of we're both on the same side of the ball, but I went with the first safety off the board, J.L. Skinner. Ooh. I think that's right. Writing that down. Wait, it says he's a tight end. Hold on. How do you spell this? J.L. And then Skinner. Oh, J.L. (laughs) Got him. Thanks. Uh, One more fun fact about um, Tyree Wilson. Why them take we, we had a fun fact earlier and I missed it. <laughs> One fun fact. <laughs> Jeez, did you make that font any bigger? <laughs> I pasted it from NFL.com. JL <laughs> <laughs> Skinner. Like, man, didn't think that was that an exciting of a pick. <laughs> Breaking news. Matt projects <laughs> the tweet's gonna be in all caps too. <laughs> All right, he said he's bucket got flex. stuck down from the coffee you spilt on your keyboard. <laughs> hey, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> okay, Tyree Wilson. Uh, I was reading his profile, and his his NFL comp is Matt Judon, who is currently on the Patriots. So why not pair him with his clone? Ha <laughs> ha! Uh-huh. Damn tough crowd. Okay, <laughs> Packers are next. And I have them taking um, the guy you had earlier, too, Quentin Johnson, out of TCU. See, and you're how- going logical. No, Green Bay does not do this. They don't. <laughs> I thought like Green Bay, and I went with linebacker Drew Sanders because why the hell not? You say it's going to be another defensive player who flames out or or assaults uh, someone from the other team's training staff on the field again, or either that, or they'll just take another generic offensive lineman. But how fun would it be, though, if when they they finally draft a first-round wide receiver only when Aaron Rodgers is gone? <laughs> it is a giant floating middle finger. <laughs> yeah. there. If you look at the depth chart right now, it is scarce. They only have – I mean, the only guys I've even heard of are Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, who were rookies last year. And those guys both look like they have potential, especially Watson. Um, but all the veterans... That's not what Green Bay does. Again, (laughs) you're employing sound and analytical logic. I went with what happens in the war room, and they look at that situation and go like, no, that'll work. We're going to take a linebacker. Yeah, we need another defensive player for sure. (laughs) I hope... I hope they go with the logic this time because Johnson is really, he's a big time playmaker. His, he has the kind of skill set that should translate to the NFL. I agree completely. I'm not going to say that like a wide receiver shouldn't go, but yeah. it's, it's, no. <laughs> what was yours again? Uh, linebacker Drew Sanders. Got it. Thanks. Uh, out of Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> Commanders are next at 16, and uh, we know Ron Rivera likes a good defense, so I've been going on that side of the ball with Joey Porter Jr. 
cornerback out of Penn State? I have defensive lineman Jalen Carter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that guy's a monster. He lasts this long. Where is he? Jalen Carter. There we go. Out of Georgia. Steelers are picking 17. Wait. Are we at 17 already? Yeah. Sorry, I just got lost in my notes and panicked. Yes, Steelers are 17th. <laughs> 17. Um, if only the real draft went this fast. They have um, uh, some issues in the secondary, so I've been taking Brian Branch safety out of Alabama. Pair him with Minka Fitzpatrick, and I think that would be a kind of dynamic duo on the back end of the secondary. I like your pick. I don't like mine now all of a sudden because I didn't know what to think with the Steelers. They've had offensive woes. They haven't had an offense that's really clicked. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I think this is, let me double check. They haven't had a see. good offense since the Triple Bs. You remember that? Robert the uh, the Killer Bees. Tony O'Bound. Oh, yeah, Killer Bees. What did I say? Jesus, you said the Triple Bees. This is why <laughs> you're idiots. <laughs> Triple B, that's the Better Business Bureau. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have the only tight end going. Ooh. The entire first round. I have Dalton. Kincaid. Yep, I'm familiar. They could definitely use play. It's another. It's another one of those things. You got a young quarterback. Kenny Pickett could really use more playmakers. My understanding, he can do kind of a little bit of everything too. He can block. He can catch. Yeah. So yeah. if he can help shore up that line and give their their young quarterback some time, I think it could be impactful. But yeah, I do like the idea of shoring up the secondary on the defense. But defensively, the Steelers have always been fairly good. Yeah, but this offense needs to get need to get their stuff together. And it's funny you say Kincaid. He is my very next pick uh, for the Lions, though. <laughs> they, um, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, first round tight ends kind of rare, and they often don't work out. But this guy does look really good. He's all-around player, dynamic pass catcher who can block, which is rare. Usually it's kind of one or the other. And the Lions have a big hole at the position after trading away TJ Hawkinson last year. So I think it makes sense. I'm going very similar to roll, but on the offensive side, wide receiver, wide receiver Zay Flowers. Yep. Cool. Well, they need a new receiver now that uh, Master Cephas is gone and Jameson Williams is suspended. So... Wow! Did you hear that? Yeah, I didn't know you got a pet bird. Yeah, I was right outside the window. I have the windows open, um, and it seems like there's some nests on our house. I need to look into that. Anyway, the Buccaneers are it's not yours. Hard. It's not where you sleep now, is it? The bird nest <laughs> might get more sleep out there. <laughs> uh, the Buccaneers picking nineteenth. No Brady. Still have a pretty solid roster, though. Uh, one area that they have gotten a little bit weaker recently, though, is offensive lines. So I have them taking Darnell Wright, who I think you mentioned earlier, tackle out of Tennessee. I have him going with running back Tank Bigsby, only because his name is Tank Bigsby. That is an incredible name. <laughs> I love that, actually, especially for a running back named Tank. Like, come on. He doesn't even need a nickname. He's just Tank. <laughs> I don't know why I'm writing down the schools like it matters. Okay. <laughs> um, Seahawks are picking 20th. Their second pick of the first round. And let me go back. Yeah, I had them go defensive tackle with their first pick. And I have them sticking with defensive line, I guess, for the second pick. Uh, Miles Murphy, defensive end out of Clemson. Uh, I am going – oops, sorry. Oh, just a tiny bit of analysis that I do. Oh, 
And by that, I mean I read what other people analyzed and wrote down. Uh, they had a terrible pass rush last year. This guy should help. Okay, go on. <laughs> I am going defense as well, but cornerback, your previous pick a while ago with Devin Witherspoon. Hmm, but not in the top ten. Why do you hate Devin Witherspoon? I don't know. His name is Witherspoon. It's a great name. What do you mean? <laughs> it's a spoon that's wither. That's a useless spoon. Chargers at 21. <laughs> um, I was, I, I was sorry. I, was, I thought you were going to make a Reese Witherspoon joke. It's like, is it her kid or what? <laughs> I'm not that clever today. No, I like a, a withered spoon. That's good. Good wordplay. <laughs> Shut up and talk. All right. Did you say shut up and talk? Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. All right. Chargers picking 21st. They have a wide receiver problem. Mike Williams can't stay healthy. Keenan Allen getting a little long in the tooth there. And none of the young guys have really stepped up. Remember from our, our on-air, our live research last episode, Austin Eckler, the running back, led this team in receptions last year. So I have him going receiver taking Zay Flowers, who I think you already had going earlier. Well, he's also requested a trade. Oh, yeah. Eckler. Oh, that's true. So I actually went with them perceiving that that is could be part of the decision. Running back Devin, was that Akon? Akin? Oh, got it. Devin Arcane. I know there's no R in there, but uh, that'd be a cool name. Yeah, there's no <laughs> R. Call me in. I don't know why it's in all caps, too. Whatever. <laughs> Devin Arcade! <laughs> Jeez, Mike, it's okay. I'm so excited. I thought you were I was assuming that it's angry typing. Aren't you going to take him? <laughs> God, man, you're so stupid. Uh, <laughs> Shut up. Don't tell the crowd that. I guess in a mini run on wide receivers, I have the Ravens at 22 taking Jordan Addison out of USC. They have... They've been wide receivers starved for a long time. And even though they added Odell, you don't know really what you're going to get there. So they need someone else besides uh, Rashad Bateman. So I'm going with Jordan Addison. I have offensive tackle Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Okay. Either way, someone on the office like, please, please, uh, Lamar, sign the contract. We need you. Look, we're giving you offensive players. (laughs) Vikings are next. And, um, we talked earlier about how much they hate Kirk Cousins. And I have them going with another quarterback here. Guy, another, a guy we didn't talk about in our preview show because we only talked about the top four guys. But there's another prospect who might go in the first round who has a pretty fantastic name named Hendon Hooker out of Tennessee. I, I approve. And, um, yeah, he's a bit, bit more of a sleeper to go in the first round, but... The Vikings make a little bit of sense to me. It's a similar thing to what I said about Tannehill and the Titans, where he, he's fine. They, they can have Cousins start another year or two. I don't, I don't know what the contract situation is offhand. But, yeah, the uh, fan have, base might revolt, but the team will be fine. <laughs> right. It's like every, they, they can't stand uh, Cousins there. So it makes sense for them to grab a quarterback. They were sniffing around Trey Lance, we heard. you know. So I think it makes sense for them to take a – QB of the future here because the rest of the team is pretty solid. I mean, this was a 13 and four team last year, right? So, how about you? Uh, I have them fixing up the defensive side, taking linebacker Trenton Simpson. 
cool. Because I believe they just traded away one of their linebackers. I can't remember who it yeah, was. Yeah, I think they lost Hendricks or something. Eric. Yeah, so I'm looking at something maybe potentially to replace that. I like it. Jaguars picking 24th. Um, they had a terrible pass defense last year. Uh, I have them going with Deontay Banks, a cornerback out of Maryland. He's pretty fast. He's got good speed to keep up with NFL receivers, and uh, he's a really solid tackler as well, which isn't always the case for uh, coverage guys. You know, it's really weird because I had a similar thought process, but different on the position if they could get pressure on the quarterback. So I went with defensive line Brian Breeze. Any relation to Drew Breeze? Uh, yeah, you know, they're distant 17th <laughs> cousins, 52 times removed. Even though the, the name is spelled differently. <laughs> Shut up. This is going to be another. I'm super excited about this pick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jeez. It's amazing that nobody else can see this, but it's hilarious to continuously make comments on. <laughs> that one was bold and in all caps. I mean, all of these picks are bold. <laughs> Giants. Can I ask you a really dumb question? Now that I'm looking, please. really looking at the notes, even though I haven't really been. Yeah, please do. Why did you capitalize some team names and not others? I'm going to blame autocorrect for that one. Some of them it decided were worthy. Others not so much. <laughs> okay. Good question, but, um, and I have an answer. Yeah. <laughs> blame uh, that guy, Tim Apple. Because I like, and you know, the 29th Saints is lowercase, 49ers doesn't count, and then it's like Miami's lowercase, but Denver's capital. Ooh, Denver's really important in that one. There is no method to any of this madness. Uh, 25th of the Giants, I have them showing up their linebacking depth with Jack Campbell, who you mentioned before, out of Iowa. I have them going wide receiver Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, they don't have a lot of wide receivers. I mean, they have a lot of wide receivers. They don't have a lot of good ones. How do you spell that? J-A-L-I-N space H-Y-A-T-T. Hyatt, like the hotel. Right? Legendary performance tonight, Washington. What the fuck are you doing over there? Uh, that was an ad on NFL.com. <laughs> Hopefully, the Cowboys will have a legendary performance <laughs> at the draft. Uh, I had a joke here where I was going to be like, when you were going to be like, Matt, what are the Cowboys going to pick? And I was like, I don't know, a winning record one of these years? Oh, shots fired. <laughs> I've been going with a, well, I'll let you go first this time. Oh, gee, you're so kind. I went with safety Jartavius Martin. The only other safety. Oh, no, I have one more. Uh, since that's a very shallow pool, yeah. kind of kind of going that route. Makes sense. I have them um, going on the other side of the ball for another offensive playmaker. The hilariously named Michael Meyer, tight end out of Notre Dame. <laughs> He is. Uh, and, uh, the draft profile said something like he, he murdered opposing defenses with his <laughs> catch rate. You know whoever was right that was like, I shouldn't, but I have to. I can't, but I will. Can't resist the joke. 
Um, but I feel like the Cowboys are a little bit desperate for playmakers. They remember how bad their offense was towards the end of last year. Of course, inexplicably, right? CeeDee Lamb, they had, had um, Michael Gallup is still there, obviously Dak. And so they've brought in Brandon Cooks as another receiving weapon. And I think they might go with Michael Meyer here because they, they lost Dalton Schultz, their tight end into free agency. And he was a significant target in the passing game. So I think they try to replace that here. And uh, Meyer, like, uh, what's the other guy? Kincaid, we were talking about. Um, this guy's not as explosive, but he's a solid receiver, can, good with contested catches, and is also a solid blocker. Oh, oh, and his NFL comparison is Jason Witten, of course. So I had to do it. You had to. There was, yeah, how could you not? <clears throat> Bills picking 27th. This one I felt like was hard. The, the way my picks went, there was a, I mean, not an obvious choice, but one that made some sense to me. And they, they've struggled for years at the running back position. They haven't had a featured back since LaShawn McCoy was playing. And, and I mean, when he was actually good, not like the last few years. So oh, that's so funny. I, and I know this well because I drafted him in fantasy and was burned. I was like, oh, yeah, LaShawn McCoy. No. It's so, funny because I wrote down running back and then scratched it out. Well, maybe they'll do the same on draft night. We'll see. But this guy, Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama, he could be the rare featured back in an NFL. Uh, it's rare these days in the NFL, I mean. But Gibbs is a complete package as someone who has good uh, good instincts for finding the hole. He runs hard, and he has good ability to catch passes as well out of the backfield. So he could, he could has a skill set to be like a three-down back. And I think that's kind of the piece that this offense has, has been missing. They've got great receivers. Josh Allen does plenty of running himself, but they haven't had a, a really solid running back they could rely on. So I've given Gibbs. I have linebacker Dayan Henley out of Washington. And I kind of regret that decision. <laughs> I'm trying to. I don't have that name on my list, so I'm trying to Google search it. And of course, this is A I Y A N Henley. Google is like, did you mean Don Henley? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Six one, two hundred twenty-five pounds. He's ranked third in his position. He's a senior out of Washington State. Cool linebacker, you said. Yeah. All right, just a couple more here. We're almost done. The Bengals are picking twenty-eighth. Um, to me, priority number one for this team is still protecting Joe Burrow. So I gave him an offensive lineman. Someone I think you already mentioned, Paris Johnson Jr. out of the Ohio State. I gave him safety Brian Branch, which is a stretch because he's the mm. highest ranked safety in his position in the draft. But he's yeah. also only six foot, 190 pounds. So he's not exactly the biggest guy. He's got the height, but not the body for a lot of these wide receivers sure um but actually that's a good call the bengals lost i think both of their starting safeties in free agency. correct and then this is where i get to try not to butcher a name <laughs> the saints picking 29th do you want me to go first give you a minute to practice no i'm gonna do this we're gonna do this live all right do it <laughs> i am taking defensive Adita Tamwa Adiba War out of Northwestern. Wow. That sounded pretty good. I haven't heard that name uh, before myself. 
And I'm not going to ask you to spell that one for me. <laughs> I will look that up later. <laughs> Thank you, Matt, for your submission. <laughs> All right. I got the Saints taking um, Nolan Smith, edge rusher out of Georgia. Wow. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, uh, to me, they need their defense was pretty disappointing last year from what's usually pretty solid. Uh, so, you know, could help there. Also, Cameron Jordan's getting old. Or is it Jordan Cameron? I can never remember. It's Cameron uh, Jordan. Thank you. Doesn't have too many years left. <clears throat> and then they lost Marcus Davenport, their other edge rusher in free agency. So, I see Nolan Smith uh, slotting in well and, and adding something to this defense. The Eagles. Hey, you didn't fill on my square. Yeah, well, I'm going to have you text that to me later. <laughs> because, um, A, yeah. D, E, T, O, M, I, W. No, Mike. <laughs> Why did you go capital that way? M. <laughs> Why is there a space? <laughs> I W A space capital A. Oh god. Okay. D E B. <laughs> incredible content. A W O R <laughs> You're so <laughs> stupid. I'm gonna go buy a jersey with that on the back of it. <laughs> Spelled it exactly, exactly, exactly like this. Uppercase, lowercase. Wait, 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 wait. Love it. Number <laughs> thirty, the Eagles. <laughs> All right, Drew Sanders, linebacker, Arizona. You're gonna be so confused when you read that later. <laughs> I just don't know how I'm going to edit that last couple minutes either, but that's my problem for later. <laughs> what position does that guy play? I forgot. Defensive line. <laughs> I have quarterback Keely Ringo going to the <clears throat> Eagles. Okay. I like that. Oh, wow. I can breathe again. It's <clears> hard. <throat> I think we've laughed in a while. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> All right, what position? Corner? Yes. Okay, and finally. Oh, my gosh. Okay, finally the Chiefs. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, Cody Mach? Mach? I don't know. Mach 1? <laughs> sure. Mach 5. Offensive tackle out of North Dakota State. Uh, they have a, they have a, oh my gosh, they they have a vacancy at tackle. So I need you to focus. I can't, I can't even breathe. All right, go ahead. Who do you, who do you have the Chiefs? Uh, edge rusher Broderick Jones. I feel like the offense is still stacked, and they just have like their defense has always been bend but don't break. And I feel like while that has worked for years, they have to get pressure. Sure. I mean, the number one thing for teams playing Patrick Mahomes is don't put it in his hands, right? Like, keep the ball away from him. 
and they just need a defense that's like, even though we don't need more opportunities for Patrick, let's give him more. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And he, they are, um, they did lose an edge rusher, I think, in free agency. Frank, Frank Clark, I want to say. Um, Went back to uh, Seattle. Mm. Yeah, so. Makes sense. <clears throat> that is it. All 31 picks. Uh, I love how we had the same first two and then nothing else. <laughs> so one of us has to be right, I think. That's what I'm going at. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> we will be um, <clears throat> watching along with everybody else come Thursday night. I was going to say humbled greatly, but yeah, that too. Oh, I mean, I'm not expecting to get much. I'm actually very curious whether we discuss it on a podcast or not i'm definitely planning on looking at how how many we get right uh which i you know which i always look at and it's not many but versus how much the actual analysts get right because i i I mean i feel like we have a bigger blanket this year because we went with way a bigger net of different as opposed to many more of the same right so i feel like our odds went a little bit higher up yeah that's what i'm saying so maybe we grade us as a show together, like with both options for each pick. Unless I wipe the floor with you, then hell no, it's every man for himself. <laughs> I'm going to take whatever small victories I can accomplish. Yep. Yep. That's fair enough. And uh, yeah, I guess that's it. That's, that's our show. We now just wait for the draft wait for Goodell's to wait for Roger Goodell to say those magic words that the NFL gentlemen draft start your engines. Uh, sure. <laughs> I think that that's what he says to all the GMs, right? <laughs> Gentlemen, open up your wallets. If the Packers GM and like scouting department as a whole was a car, what what car would it be? The one in the freaking like recycling center. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Okay. Well, thank you, Matt, as always. It was right. a blast. That was the hardest I've laughed in a while. It was, <laughs> it was probably terrible to listen to, but uh, really funny to experience. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still laughing. Okay. We will uh, see you at the draft on uh, Twitter or whatever. <clears throat> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. On all of our social media platforms. How about that? Coming to a draft near you. Good luck, everybody. Have fun, and uh, we'll see you next time here. Yep, we'll be back soon uh, to recap everything that has happened and tell you how wrong or how right we were. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.